Hey there guys hi this is Amish Parmar over here and this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started What are we gonna talk about this time? I guess it is so long that we have recorded a podcast episode. I guess you should give me the question so that I get in the groove. Okay. So our dear friend Shubham Sahu has suggested <laughs> that we talk about BJP winning. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, any say on that. But let us all hear what you have to say first. Hmm. I am sad that BJP won and that too with majority even better majority than last election so I am pretty depressed about the election depressed. scene in India yes is not just unhappy but depressed that's a very strong word you are using right there yes yes and see i am depressed but also at the same time i am much more convinced that india's biggest problem right now is education because people don't vote rationally people don't prioritize development so i think people need to be educated and it reinforces my strong drive to do something about education in india so it has a good side and a bad side so you basically mean to say that people revoted bjp just because they are not educated enough to notice the difference between right and wrong um that's largely true see my problem with elections in india in general uh firstly is that people are voting for parties which should not ideally be the case why do you want to vote for a party or a president see bjp's entire campaign was around narendra modi but you are not voting for a president or a prime minister right it's not a presidential mm-hmm. election it is a lok sabha election where you are electing a person who will represent you and your constituency in the parliament so you should be looking at candidates in your constituency and not really party or to be prime minister of india so i think that's the first mistake that people in india have made and even during the campaigns there have been such drastic uh, bad decisions made by bjp for example giving pragya thakur the ticket who is terror accused um then she also made some very inappropriate comments for example she said that human karkare she cursed him and uh people who died for the country fighting terrorists even their mm-hmm. uh, reputation is being tarnished but bjp hasn't done anything about it and people are failing to see all this and still voting bjp the major reasons which i think we uh, people voted bjp in power is first of all they think that there is no other alternative to narendra modi and second one is which i think some primary surveys have showed that people in india haven't prioritized development they have prioritized religion over development all in all i think if people were more educated if they could make more informed choices and there are some good people in bjp as well and if people are voting good people within bjp i think that's okay similarly there are good people in congress as well and if good people in congress are being voted i'm cool with it and my my problem is not people voting for a particular party which i think is not the correct party for india the problem is people are not taking informed decisions so yeah all in all people are not educated enough to take good rational decisions during elections so since we are talking on this topic of politics let me get myself clear like uh, so you said this is the lok sabha elections right right so what are the other kind of election that takes place 
there are rajya sabha elections and there are local elections i was referring to the american elections in america you vote for the president who is going to be the president mm-hmm. in that case it makes sense to build your entire campaign around bjp but america is a presidential uh, democracy right and r is a prime minister based democracy we are a democracy and they are a republic <laughs> no, something sir. like that right <laughs> you need to revise your civics textbooks see my argument is simple people in india haven't voted for bjp in particular they they have okay, voted for narendra modi yeah, yeah, yeah. which is correct because this election wasn't mm-hmm. about narendra modi versus someone else that is the case in us yes so yes, if yes. you do this in us mm-hmm. it's okay it makes sense but here you should have voted for the right candidate rather than the right party so by right candidate you mean that a particular candidate who is doing good in that Correct, particular yes. region right so basically then what is the difference between the local elections and lok sabha no, no, elections every election so that's what i'm saying in india we don't have presidential elections so in every election this is what you are supposed to do i think you should elect for the person who you think is the best suited to represent you in whatever group of people who are going to govern your area okay there is never going to be a case where you are electing a party you should always be focused on the candidate in every elections in india okay yes yes so i'm trying to like i'm i'm getting a better picture now you are explaining it to me so explicitly like there is a small possibility there is a small probability that maybe they did think about the bjp candidate in that area and that person is like actually doing well and that's why they voted for him or her maybe or at least in some regions that's possible right in some regions yeah maybe but i don't think that has been the mm-hmm. case Yes, If yes, that yes. was the case, why have people elected almost fifty percent of the representatives who had criminal charges against them? Like, who in their right mind would elect someone to represent them in the parliament who have serious criminal records against them? I don't think that's possible. I think they are not thinking about the candidate at all. They are just thinking about the party and. in the case of bjp they are thinking about narendra modi but maybe their way of thinking would be like if narendra modi wins this election then he would be again elected as the prime minister yes and then he will do good for the country and that good for the country will somehow in turn be good for them as an indian citizen as well hmm but has that happened in the last 5 years See I don't know why you have so personal grudge about BJP I don't and you might have all the facts and figures I'm not denying that but I think that everyone I meet they are a Modi fan because they personally see that okay this is the amount of change that he has brought which no one else has done before him so at least he is taking efforts there might be efforts which are futile or there might stupid. be efforts which are not showing yeah stupid or which are not showing the results uh, immediately but in the long run what he is doing might be very good for our country as a whole that's what i'm hoping for now like somehow that turns out to be true that's what i'm hoping because say if narendra modi's second term turns out to be miraculous for india i'll be most happy right we are on the same side it's just that i don't think that it is very plausible hope is all what we live for man but not when you have a choice right not when you have a choice but i am really happy that you came all the way to mumbai just to vote and then you got back to the city where you are studying so that's a 
good uh, responsibility as a citizen that you have done and set an example for many people to do so as well cool thanks man that's what you did right yes i did nice 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 unfortunately the same couldn't have been said <laughs> for me i i came to mumbai all the way from pune but since i had no voter id i was not able to vote i was under the impression that if i show my aadhar card i i get the right to vote i don't need a separate id i guess that is what aadhar card meant right that a single identity card for everything but turns out that is not the case and you do need to have a voter id so that is what i'll be doing now filing for a voter id i remember telling you this at least a month before the elections in our constituency that in within one month you can get a voter id but i don't know what happened to that like you did tell me during our recording itself at that time there was project stuff going on and so i was like i'll do it later hmm. Cool. Because I didn't trust you on that because you know government stuff doesn't get done in one month. Oh, some of our government agencies are good. Election Commission of India is one of those. Okay, okay. Now I'll take your word for it. But anyway, what's done is done. Let's hope I am able to vote for the next election. Cool. And don't worry, I'll vote for the uh, candidate who is doing good in my locality. And if that's a BJP candidate, I have. no problem with it yes 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 I, i don't know who it is i'll have to find out let's hope let's see yeah it's thanks to you that i'm getting little bit knowledge about politics it's all thanks to you i'm surprised that so many people don't take interest in politics politics is a personal choice like if not everyone is interested in everything right i think it is important to take interest in politics because it affects your lives see it's okay if you don't take interest in music no one cares and it is not going to affect your life but you not taking interest in politics it is going to affect your life it is going to affect your country so i think it is important that you take interest in politics whether it is enjoyable or not okay that's true that's true i'm not denying that but i am not able to find a good counter uh, stuff <laughs> to tell you against that <laughs> i am telling you you should start watching kunal kamra's interviews that is what piqued my interest in politics in the first place yes yes i'll, I'll try that Cool. I did start with one video. Uh, yeah, and you found it boring because I had no idea what that guy was doing and asking, and I was like, like there was no context. Mm-hmm. It is basically like you are watching Infinity War without watching any of the Marvel films before, so you won't enjoy it at all. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But it it has funny moments in between which can make up for it. And as I said, it need not be entertaining. Like it's something that you have to do. Yes, I did not have the patience to wait till that funny moment came. I just watched it for like seven, eight minutes, and then I was like, "Okay, let it be. This is not my cup of tea. I would prefer coffee." So this was Shubham Sahu's question or uh, yes. topic. What's your topic? Okay, before this, before this, a message to the listeners, guys. Please go on Facebook group and join the Facebook group. Yes. Link will be in the show notes. So listeners go and check out the Facebook group and you can always start the discussion and I and Rohan are always present on that group to discuss stuff on what you need to hear from us or anything that you any feedback any comments you want to give we, all of them positive or negative feedback it's always welcome and also you all could suggest topics to talk about like for example Shubham Sahu did yes. although he messaged us personally on WhatsApp but I think Uh, the facebook group would be a much better platform to suggest topics yes, and yes, have yes. discussions cool so you want my topic so this thing is happening with me a lot these days 
that I'm working late in my lab. And uh, because it is summer time, most of my college has left the campus for their vacations. But I had to stay back for my project and thesis submission. So because there are not many students on the campus, the night canteen and many of the stores within the campus, they are shut down. So when you have the urge to eat something late at night, Zomato is the only rescue. People are very happy about it, right? Zomato, Swiggy, Uber, it's whatever you may prefer. People are very happy about these delivery services, but I am not. And often I have found that ordering online has always been not so pleasant experience for me. Have you ever experienced this? Yes, yes. And because you said yes, let me ask you, why is it not a pleasant experience for you? It is a pleasant experience for me. It is a lovely experience for me. Okay, it's a pleasant experience. Okay, it is not for me because, okay, so I never ordered something on Zomato in say less than 20 to 25 minutes. I take at least 20 to 25 minutes to order something on Zomato. <laughs> and the reason is that there are so many options and it takes such a long time and so many considerations to just go and choose one restaurant and once you choose one restaurant go and decide what do you want to order it is not so difficult in a restaurant but when you order online because you have everything at your fingertips it makes the job much more difficult so when you go at a restaurant there as well obviously you are looking at the whole menu right and you go to any restaurant there are not less than 100 items in the menu so even there you have a lot of choices to choose from but there, I guess you are mentally prepared that, okay, today I want to have North Indian or today I want to have uh, Chinese or today I want to have fast food. But the same number of options are like multiplied tenfold or twentyfold when you order through a online ordering app because there are multiple restaurants available on that app. So basically the easiest way that I do and I, I do this, I, there's no uh, hiding it. I do this. What I do is I use uh, Uber Eats and I use uh, Swiggy. So they have this option in which you can like uh, in Swiggy it is called Swiggy Pop and in Uber Eats it is called something which I don't remember. So you just like click on that option and it shows you according to the rates. It's like minimum, like uh, from the least expensive to most expensive or like in that order. So the one which is like most affordable and most cheap, I go for that because in a single day, we order like four to five times. So we are looking for something that fits our budget as well. So we always go for, if you're looking for snacks, we go for uh, Vada Pav or Samosa. That is done under like you get two Vada Pav for 20 bucks. When we are having a meal, a proper meal, then we go for a North Indian meal or a Chinese meal. That that comes in like 40 bucks. So price is a factor through which it helps me decide when I am undecisive about something. But if I have made up my mind that, okay, no, today I want to have a sandwich, then I just go and... Uh, type sandwich in the search menu and then just have sandwiches all things aside first tell uh -huh. me why are you ordering from these apps four to five times a day because see i'm not the only one who is eating right all of us like all of my friends my roommates what we do is we four or five of us get together and have it so the problem is you get bored of eating the mess food right and i personally get bored because uh, the taste is not the factor that they consider. The factor that they consider over there is quantity. So they charge you 40 bucks, but they give you so much food that it will be enough for me to have two meals out of it. 
but the taste is not good and even if it was good you you just can't have the same kind of food every day twice a day every day right so we do need some what do you call it something different to try on and the main reason that we choose to have online food ordering is because it has lots and lots of offers right so like something that is worth 100 bucks you get it for like 25 bucks and then there are some lot codes you can use some code and referrals and something like that so it it comes to you very cheap and i do feel that maybe the quality of it is deteriorated a bit like if you go out there at the restaurant and have it and have it home delivered to you the quality is deteriorated but still i think it is not that bad at the price at which they are offering us right so that lots of offers and its affordability is what drives us to keep on trying it you know this is my other problem with these apps the fact that uh-huh. there are so many deals and offers in the offering that whenever i order now i have that pressure behind me that i have to choose the best offer and even when i order it using some applications or using some coupon code or some offer i'll always be thinking even while eating whether i've applied the best coupon code whether i've applied the best offer for this order and that will always leave me unsatisfied and uh, it's overall such a bad experience <laughs> at my place what happens it is it also gets competitive right so what we do is whenever you have good food you discuss it with your friends so i go out there and say that i had biryani it was only for 50 bucks and it was very good then the other friend will say are it was for 50 bucks i had for 43 bucks 45 bucks there was this amazon pay and different code you use you get all the more cashback and something so there is a competition involved uh, in our uh, in our case i don't like this i, I remember ordering <laughs> from dominos like way back before these apps even existed that time you used uh-huh. to directly call to dominos and order your pizza i think i enjoyed that very much because i knew i had to order directly from dominos and i also knew what i had to order and there were not many coupons so i never had to think twice before ordering then it became online like then they started taking orders online and when you start taking orders online there is always that area where they say apply coupon and it did not feel right to order without feeling that so i'll go and search on google uh, dominos uh, coupons and okay. then you will see 10 coupons <laughs> and then you have to think which which will which best fits your uh, order and then you will use 10 coupons out of which only one or two will work so that's when it started getting bad for me then these apps like zomato and swiggy came in and then you had even more coupons more offers at the end of the day it really ruined my experience but you need to look at the positive side as well right it is giving you doorstep service so basically even i love going out to restaurants but there are some days where you just don't feel like it but obviously you need to fill your tummy so that's where these uh, places come in and you get to try a lot of things which you generally wouldn't have so i think it's a good thing that they have this has happened to me a lot of times like there were dishes which i never have heard names of and that i got to try through uber eats so i'm kind of grateful to that because i am someone who likes trying various dishes and so this was possible because of uber eats that's something that separates us i'll never order something which i have never heard of and the thing in pune is the connectivity is not that good as good as it is in mumbai 
right so in mumbai you can just hop onto a train and go right, right about anywhere you want to but in pune that's not the case so you need to spend a lot of money on traveling on uber or on ola so there are lots of restaurants which are quite far like 5 to 10 kilometers away from me but because of these food delivering apps i got to try their food so that's good it's a win win situation for me cool i'll give you a topic that i recently came across cool. right recently as in like very recently maybe a few hours ago <laughs> so i was out of touch of podcast due to my exams and stuff but since the vacation started i downloaded all the episodes of my favorite podcast channel that is invisibilia and they are out with the season 5 so i listened to the first episode of season 5 and the title of the episode was the fifth vital sign uh-huh. so i was listening to it and it's a it's a moderately good episode not that good it did not live up to the standards which i have set for invisibilia but it was quite an informative one right so when you think of fifth vital sign the first question arises is what are the first four uh-huh. right so whenever you go to a doctor what's the set of questions he asks you or what are the set of diagnosis diagnosis it does like the basic ones uh, what do you recall body temperature uh uh-huh. um, heart rate uh, blood pressure yeah these are the only thing other thing the fourth one would be is there any pain anywhere in your body okay i hope you're not googling it in your phone <laughs> no no <laughs> because this is precisely right the first three are absolutely right and the fourth one is breathing rate so okay. these are the four vital signs but in 1950s and 1960s pain was not considered as a vital sign and if you look at it pain is not a vital sign by alone because pain is not a disease pain is a symptom so uh-huh. if your leg is paining it is a symptom it is not a disease or it's not a disorder right if you think about it but nowadays when you go to a doctor they generally do ask you about the pain so basically when you are judging when you are gauging temperature of a body you have a thermometer when you are you checking the heartbeat you have a instrument so everything can be measured everything can be quantified but when it comes to pain there is no such instrument that can do that right so how yeah. do you think would you gauge pain according to you if you were given the task to do it so i have heard podcasts about pain before and what is so interesting about pain is that you cannot measure pain you have to just take the word of the person who's saying that he or she is under pain there's just no other way if i say that my pain is on a 0 to 10 scale at 9 you'll have to just take my word for it and no one else can decide that no what you're experiencing is a 3 out of 10 and not 10 out of 10 or rather 9 out of 10 but don't you think that humanity is like you know the successes we have in science and medicine are going at such a skyrocketing pace that we should be able to you know make a machine or make something that tries to quantify the pain i don't know i mean whatever i have learned from the history of science whenever you think that this is going to revolutionize lives of humans it is probably not going to and whenever you think this is of no special interest to humanity it is going to anyone could have imagined that a world in 2019 would be full of nuclear reactors or it will be full of solar energy and flying cars but we don't have any of that but none of us expected something like cryptocurrency right so 
I don't know. It's difficult to predict what is going to go ahead at what pace. So I'm not really surprised by any lack of innovation in any one particular field because you cannot anticipate what challenges are going to come in the future. How speedily things are moving right now. So there is this very uh, intimate relation that pain and attention has, and uh, I guess everyone uh, in their life uh, experiences this relation between pain and attention. So the more pain you have, the more attention you start giving to that part of your body, mm-hmm. and the more attention you give, the more pain it amplifies. And and if you try to look away from it and try to keep yourself busy. trying not to think about the pain you just feel normal even though you are in a lot of pain so has it happened to you like if if you have any experience that you would like to share interesting very interesting so this closely relates to meditation the kind of meditation that i practice which is vipassana meditation one of the goals or one of the places that you want to be after meditating is you just let things be as it is and not get riled up because of anything so this anything could be any thought or any physical pain right so i think it is natural if you are feeling discomfort and i believe this is this is inbuilt in humans that if something is uncomfortable we are going to think about it over and over again till we make our lives miserable and this could be even a negative thought right so i think it is same with the pain because you are feeling discomfort you are going to think about it again and again and how awful it is and make your life miserable and uh, through meditation you try to let things just be and not let it affect you meditation is a different approach i would like to say meditation actually i think so it guides your mind and your uh, soul if there is one to a state where you don't mind what's happening to you am i right i think both of us have said the same things in our own words okay so basically it means the same thing yeah not minding is very much close to not getting not getting flown away in those thoughts or those feelings right just being okay with whatever so basically the feelings are there but you are making yourself okay yeah, with you are just observing the feelings and you are not fully immersing in them like you are feeling sad but you are not thinking about it over and over again which makes you feel very miserable you you're just being an observer in the podcast the doctor also said it in these lines itself but her example was very nice and uh, uh, there will be a link in the description uh, if you want to check that podcast out but the way she explained it was very good and i want to pitch that example here as well what she said is uh, you can fight pain with pain so you, do you remember our ot trip <laughs> yes <laughs> so you were like you had a fever yes and at that time i said you need to have an ice cream oh god yes and then you had a body ache and i was like no you should get up and dance uh-huh. <laughs> so it's basically the same thing so what this kind of therapy does is so whenever for example if your hand is in a flame right in on fire your hand is on fire so what what do you do your basic reaction would be to take your hand away from it why because your brain signals you this is hurting you so you should take your hand away from it mm-hmm. right and so for example if you are feeling weak or if you have a body pain in general 
so your your brain would say that you shouldn't be uh, moving around you should be resting so that you feel good mm-hmm. but instead of resting you do the opposite you keep walking or you keep uh, doing whatever you are doing instead of resting so your brain would think that he is not supposed to do this he is supposed to rest but he is not resting that means that whatever he is doing it's not harmful for the body and that is why he's doing it so your brain would be trained to not take that impulse as a threat to you uh-huh. and your brain would be comfortable with that so that is this therapy that people are trying these days and it is working actually and it is easier said than done see all you need is a little push and a little faith i think this is very difficult it depends on the degree of difficulty you are in Yeah, the level of pain you are in. The level of pain actually, but you should try it, man. It has worked for me a lot of times. You should try it once. Yes, yes. So in simple everyday problems, I think this thing works. Uh, I'm trying to find one example where it worked for me. But yeah, as you said, I would concede that uh, depends on the level of pain. If say for example you have uh, a very nominal cold and you go out in the winter. when it is very windy i think it signals your brain or rather it tricks your brain into thinking that things are all right and you need not care much about it and in fact that could even speed up your recovery we all have seen these examples right where people who are in fever they'll just come out on the ground some day for a walk or something and the next day they are fine i remember one case uh, from my childhood where i had fever for many days and that was a very severe fever and i was on bed for at least 4 5 days and i was very weak and uh, i was feeling that i am not going to recover any time like this is the end it was so <laughs> severe so uh, i was lying on the bed so some of the relatives were visiting the home and uh, one of my relative came and just suggested me that i should take a bath and i was not taking a bath because i was in fever So I said okay I'll take a bath. I went in had a warm shower and after having a warm shower I just came out and sat. And that was a huge step because I was lying on the bed for the last 4 5 days and I could not imagine sitting up. I just went out in the living room and sat upright and after that I was just okay. And I think a similar thing must have happened like it just tricked my brain into thinking that I am all right. It was miraculous in so the fact that this is a story from my childhood and i remember it so well that itself tells you that how weird it was for me to experience that so now every time that i fall, now every time that i fall <laughs> in i always go and take a shower and hope that it, <laughs> it will again trick my brain into telling itself that it is okay and my fever will just go away it hasn't happened again since then but yeah now this is a curse now that every time i get fever for a period mm-hmm. of 2 3 days i'll try to shower and i'll always hope that after the shower it's done and many a times i have been hoping for such a thing to happen for 2 3 days continuously and the fever hasn't gone hope is what we live for my friend yeah this is going to be the podcast type exactly that's what i was going to say <laughs>